Welcome to Wallatoss Podcast, where we help Christians stop living paycheck to paycheck and build their first thousand dollars in emergency fund savings. I am your host, Jason Alexander. Now, before this show, I was just a newlywed with a decent paying job, but felt constantly stressed, underwater, just waiting for the next checks to come before I can do anything. I said to myself, this could not be what he had called me to. This is not the promise. But it was not his lack of a promise to me, but my promise to him to be a good steward. My wife and I got our act together and was able to pay off over $112,000 in debt, including student loans, credit cards, in 28 months. We now have a framework that has helped hundreds save, live, and thrive. Today, we're going to talk about how to budget with inconsistent income. You're probably saying, Jay, I cannot budget with inconsistent income. Like, bro, I don't know how much money I'm going to make, so why even bother? I don't have income coming in like that that's predictable. I don't have the same check coming in every single week or bi-weekly. Family, I get it. I understand. I just need you to think of it a little differently, though. We're not talking about budgeting for your income. Is really how we are thinking about budgeting altogether. Budgeting is simply planning your expenses or planning how you're going to spend. That's why at Wallet Coach, we don't use the word budget. We use spending plan because that's what we're doing. We're planning on how we're going to spend. Because regardless of your income, whether it's up and down, inconsistent, unpredictable, you still have predictable expenses. What do you mean? Fam, you got to eat. You got to have shelter. You got to have resources to run that shelter. And you got to get around some kind of way, whether it's through Uber, family, whatever. You have predictable expenses. Or I say bare necessities that you have to have in order to live in this life. So instead of focusing on your inconsistent income, that's focusing on what are your bare necessities to live? How do you know what you spent for those bare necessities? Great question. Here it is. Regardless of where God has placed you or someone is blessing you right now to let you stay at their place for, for free or you've been getting donations for food and all those things, you have to now take up the mantle and kind of be more responsible because the Bible says, if a man don't work, he don't eat. So to me, that means, all right, we have to put in the work and ask some questions. If you're getting that free rent, you ask a person, hey, thank you so much for your blessing. How much would it cost me if I did have a good job? You, how much would you charge me to live here? We'll get that number, write it down. Hey, what would it cost me to have food every month? How much are my food stamps? Well, my food stamps are $500 a month. Is that enough? Do I always have to ask others for, for more money for my food? Put those together, that's your food cost. Hey, you know, if I had an apartment here, how much would that be? What would it be the things I need to account for? Oh, my gas, my water, my lights. How much would that be on average for me if for an apartment or for a home or a room? Ask around. Get counsel. The Bible says in a multitude of counselors, purposes are established. What is the purpose right now? It's to get you to the next level because I know you just don't want to always be begging for crumbs or getting assistance, because God has called us to do greater. He said he came down to give us life and life more abundantly. I don't think life more abundantly is 
eternally being dependent on people. Now, eternally be dependent on God, yes. But even God has his principles, and in his principles only work if you do the work. You do your part, he does his part. And sometimes that's us having to plan ahead, and that's what we're doing. So ask around because you want to become a good steward, and you want to be prepared to when you do get consistent income or just in general understanding what it costs for your life, what it costs you to live, so that when it's time for you to leave the nest, you're not just floundering around not knowing what's going on. You're taking advantage of this season where you are being supplemented by friends and family to prepare yourself for when you do step out there, you're stepping out on sure footing and you're competent. Yes. And when you're competent, fam, you're confident. Right? So put in the work, find out what those numbers are. When you get those numbers for food, shelter, utilities, and transportation, whether it's, again, Uber or public transportation, you get those numbers for a monthly basis. Total them up. Now, that's your cost of living. That's your bare necessities cost of living. Say that's $1,500. Now what? Now you have perfect insight on what you need to earn, how much income you need to have to cover that cost of living. What does that mean for you now? That means whatever job you have that's inconsistent, that you're complaining that you can't do a budget for, now you know how many hours do I need to put in to get to $1,500 for the month so that I can at least live. You do that. Figure that number out. Boom, that's your target. Because again, a man don't work, he don't eat. Right? We want to eat. So let's give an example for a five-month period. And what do you do when your income is not really consistent? So we know what our consistent cost of living is, $1,500, $1,500. And month one, you got $2,000 from your job. Hallelujah, God is good. Praise Jesus, right? Now, that's $500 more than what you really needed. Does that mean you celebrate the glory of God and you go party and you say, God is good. Come, let's have a feast together. Let's offer up the fatted calf and bring all the neighbors from the highways and the byways into the house so that we may feast upon what the Lord has done for me. No, let's not. Let's wheel it back. Let's reel it back. Right. God has given you that surplus for a reason. Be like Joseph, plan ahead for the drought. This is what you're going to have because you may have some drought. You may have some dry seasons. So let's not eat up that extra surplus of $500. Let's put that into a reserve. That reserve account should be separate from your checking account, family. Please put it separate from your checking account. I cannot stress that enough. It cannot be in the same account as your checking account. I dare even say not in the same banking institution. So if you got your checking account at Bank of America, go put your reserve account at Chase or some other place, but not in the same Bank of America institution. Why? Because I don't, you've been tempted to tap into other resources for a long time. Now we want to put in some discipline, some firewalls, some roadblocks. So you're not as tempted. Okay. All right. Now month two, man, God was good. He gave you $1,750. All right. That's a $250 surplus. What are we going to do fam? That's right. We're going to move that on over to the reserve account. Now, the reserve account balance at the end of month two is $750. Your checking account is probably at zero, but that's fine because, you know, you got money still coming in. You got to go hustle. Go get it. Month three starts. Now, something happens. 
you're only able to work half of the hours you was working that earned you $2,000. So guess what? You only earn $1,000. But your bare necessities cost of living is $1,500. You're $500 short. What do you do? Well, you just look over to the left, go into the other institution, get you $500 out of your reserve account, and you apply that to live off of. Now, at the end of month three, again, your checking account is zero probably, but your reserve account has $250, so it's not completely blank. Month four comes, and now you actually work another $2,000. Hey, again, you can replace that $500 you used last month and put it into the reserve account. Month five, guess what? You only got $750. Again, you go over to the reserve account and you put it in there. I think you get the point. So here's the thing. How much do I keep contributing to the reserve account? Well, I would say you should get three times the amount of your cost of living, your bare necessities cost of living. So what does that mean? If your cost of living was, say, $1,500 times three equals $4,500. So when your reserve account gets to be $4,500, then you can start using any additional surplus that you get and put it into an actual savings account for a trip, for Christmas, for whatever. Now, this reserve account is a little bit of a dual purpose. It is like your emergency fund. It's an emergency fund for those who have inconsistent income. Let's put it that way. Because ultimately, an emergency fund is simply an insurance blanket. It's a safety net. It is there to be an income supplement or income replacement, in other words. Just like life insurance. Life insurance is just that. It is insurance for when the life of the breadwinner is, is no longer here. You have income to replace that for a period of time. That's what the reserve account is for, to replace the income that you weren't able to get for a certain period of time. So let's build it up to be three times our cost of living, our bare necessities cost of living amount. And we can move on to start saving for other things that God has called it to. If you do this, family, I promise you, you're going to have a better sense of purpose and responsibility and accomplishment. I guarantee you'll feel like you're being a better steward with the funds that God has given you. Because listen, if you can be faithful over little, he knows that you can be faithful over much. So don't despise the small beginnings where you are literally got inconsistent income. You can still plan ahead and count the cost of what it would be for you to live on your own when you do have more stable income. Because when that money comes, you'll be better prepared to handle it. So, in Jesus' name, I pray that you have received this and it was set on good ground and it will multiply a hundred times over so that you can share it with others. And let's do that. Let's share what we've learned so the kingdom of God together will be stronger. Family, that's my time. I am your host, Jason Alexander, your wallet coach. And listen, it doesn't matter what you make. It's what you do with what you make. You change your mind, you change your wallet, you change your life. Let's go out there and be the best stewards we can be. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.